Well, with uh, breaking news today, uh, in, in a sort of a, a mixed emotion, J.C. Treader, uh, you know, former center of the Cleveland Browns, had decided to retire. Uh, we'll talk about his impact on his roster. We'll talk about his role in the, in the Players Union. We'll also talk about the role injuries had in his retirement. We'll do that coming up. And it's the last preseason season game uh, coming up against the uh, Chicago Bears. We'll go through who's going to play, who might not play, and we'll preview that for you as well. It is G. Bush. It is Jeff Lloyd on the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LLB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your hosts, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, Mr. Garrett Bush, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports, uh, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, of course, 92.3, The Fan, The Barbershop. Um, I must say mention- something before you start. Oh, guys, say something. I saw you the other day on Cleveland.com, my guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, that star is rising. Every time I turn the radio on and look at the TV, my man Jeff is moving and shaking. Right, hey, listen. You, you, hey, hey, congratulations, man. You should have been you should have been on that, man. But I'm glad to see you progressing and, and you doing your thing. I couldn't be happier, man. My, Rosie says, there goes Jeff. That's Jeff right there. I turn on and say it is him, man. So shout out to you, man. Um, and look, a uh, big appreciation, uh, the opportunities, uh, you know, as the growth of the show and everything that comes along with it, uh, it's outstanding. It's fun to do. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know if I can keep myself as busy as G Bush, but as we say that jokingly <laughs> enough, um, for the next few episodes, um, they basically told Garrett, look, if you take some vacation, you better take the next couple of days because, uh, the grind is about to begin. Garrett also pregame postgame shows, um, ton of stuff. So going to keep Garrett Bush busy pretty much seven days a week. If there's a fine, if they're going to find a way to put an eighth day in a week, they're going to find a way to make Garrett Bush do some work. Uh, so make sure you're checking all that out here. Uh, like we said, we're going to get to some thoughts here on JC Treader. Of course, uh, announcement today, the Browns players are going, um, to be seeing some playing time here. The Browns starters in the final preseason game, but today's episode is brought to you by better help. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for all our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. Go ahead. No, no, it's so crazy. You you put me up on the the J.C. Trader thing, and I was just reading a little bit here, and and it's crazy. You start off by Mm -hmm. saying how much fluid he was getting taken out of that knee, man. And and when you start to get the, the arthritic knee, that keeps swelling up. Um, that's very difficult to come back from. Very difficult, Jeff. And well, the news broke today. Um, and if you got a chance to read the article, I'm not sure that this is a, a decision J.C. Treader made, or was maybe made for him. But former Cleveland Browns center J.C. Treader has officially retired from the NFL. Does he come back? We'll see. You never know. It's difficult. Um, But for a player who has been with the Browns um, for the past five seasons, um, the things J.C. Treader has done in his time here, the injuries are something that will always be mentioned. And I think it's just because of a testament to the man that he was able to play through all of this. Um, When he came here to the Browns from Green Bay, um, some of the issues and why he was never re-signed long-term in Green Bay were just that. 
there were injuries. Um, you know, he came here, uh, joined forces with Joel Batonio. And if you go far enough back in the archives, there is an episode of Locked On Browns with Joel Batonio. And Joel Batonio actually had to cut himself off to the point of speaking about J.C. Treader, the man, the teammate, the personality he was. Because he was like, I think we just dominated this entire episode. And it was basically, it turned into a love letter to J.C. Treader. Um, but he was that type of player. Um, with all the injuries he had, he missed time because of COVID. Nothing else. He missed time because of COVID. Um, in this um, piece today, he had mentioned that, you know, people had, you know, I guess former teammates, friends, you know, talking about his health, talking about his knees. And why this wasn't as widely known, I, I don't understand because I know I know it. I know John Costco, Noah, you know, and Garrett, Brent Sobolewski, plenty of people you wanted to talk Browns with knew the issues with J.C. Treader and how bad his knee had become. We're talking about a guy who's 31 years old and literally a knee described as arthritic already. Certainly not good in any way whatsoever. Sacrifice for the game, you know, love of the game, A, and you get paid really, really well. Certainly some things you're going to have to deal with post-career-wise. Um, but he talked about the fact that being the NFL Players Association president, was probably going to end his career before any football injury did. Um, it's a difficult thing to do. Um, you're basically taking one, you know, for the team, literally, all the players in the league. Um, and there was always, I've always talked about this, there are going to be times where you have players in the league who are mad at you, physically mad at you. There have times where you have players in the league who are absolutely thrilled with you. Um, you have to take a stance based on what you feel is the greater good for the players association. Not everybody's going to agree with you. And certainly the people that you are representing are not always going to agree with you. So it was always tough for JC in that regards. Um, there, he had talked in this art, this piece today that he would have went to the Vikings. Um, they reached out to the Vikings. Vikings never even asked for an MRI, never asked for any medicals. Um, Quessy obviously being there. Um, would know J.C. Treader, would know J.C. Treader well, never really got a call back from Minnesota. Nothing was really mentioned about what went on over the last two weeks with the Browns as far as, you know, losing Nick Harris and whether or not the Browns maybe had interest. Um, but it did maybe sound on J.C. Treader's and Garrett that maybe the only locker room he could have been in ever again was Cleveland's and that, you know, being this job, doing this job that he's doing, you know, probably signaled the end of his playing days. Yeah, I think Joe Batonio kind of pointed to that. I was at camp today that uh, Joe talked about it, and he basically said, uh, you know, it, it seems kind of suspicious when you have one of uh, a top five, top ten center in the league, and he's out there on the market and nobody's reaching out. And he says it seems a little suspicious to him, um, and it is. Uh, you know, one of the and Joe and I, I think J.C. Treader said it in one of the articles was, you know, when you take that position in the prime of your career, you kind of know what you're signing up for. Um, because you're in between a rock and a hard place in terms of what you need to do for the players association. If you're a fierce advocate of what the players rights are and then, and then trying to toe the line as a company man, right? Uh, as a center, you're the overall leader of the offensive line. You're making a lot of those calls and, and, and it has to be intimidating for organizations to have the president of the players association, not just a rep, not just a guy who's intermingled in it or entrenched in it. You got the, the Players Association uh, president on your squad. So you know good and well anything that goes awry, you can't make no moves. Whether it's how many days ago you hitting, whether it's how many days am I in here in practice, what, 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 what's the protocol in terms of cutting players, finding players, all of that. That brings a whole different level of scrutiny to your organization. And for GMs, 
and for head coaches, that has to be a difficult thing. Think about it like this. We've all, we've all been on jobs where we've been going somewhere and they say, hey, hey, guys, guys, a hey, corporate corporate's in today. Corporate's in. Uh, we got to, we got one of the big bosses, big wigs uh, out of New York. He's coming down to check out some stuff. And all of a sudden, you, you all of a sudden, your boss want to clean up emails. All of a sudden, we dusting. What are we dusting the desk for? I don't even – what? what is – hey, you guys are aware of the protocol. You're like, what protocol, man? We ain't never had no – well, that's what happens. And that's kind of the same spotlight that your organization is under when the president is there. So could J.C. Trotter still play? Sure. Uh, but when you have an Ivy League background and when you have an Ivy League education, I think he'll be just fine. He'll, 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 uh, he will land on his feet. He'll be just fine. Um, and I think he still has uh, is 18 more months left uh, as prayer, prayer, uh, president rep. So he'll be there in 18, 18 months. And I will, I will suggest that one of the things that we saw with Deshaun Watson, right, in the whole situation with that, the Cleveland Browns, they probably wasn't bringing him in. No way. They're like, okay, we're in a fight with the NFL over Roger Goodell and power and suspensions. Why don't we not bring J.C. Treader in here right now to kind of just pour some gasoline on that? But I think J.C. Treader will be definitely looking at policies, punishments, procedures, uh, and there's still some stuff out there left for both sides to be concerned about because look that they just signed that collective bargaining agreement. They just did that, but the players are not, the players are not excited about what's in that player uh, agreement. And I think he's going to have a pivotal part of what to do with that in his next 18 months. Um, It's, you know, it's difficult for any player where you want to keep going, but you can't. Um, But for JC shredder, you know, this is something he knew was going to come with the gig. and the fact that he had talked to teammates in the past and friends in the past and basically said it was going to go this route, um, but it's having a greater impact. Um, and look, you know, who knows, you know, what this does for JC Treader further down the road. Always very intelligent guy, very well educated guy. You know, when he finishes this is this next stint with the you know as the player association presidency, does it you know lead to TV work? Does it lead to maybe going to work with an organization? Or you know, I mean, does you know one day he go towards in as some sort of you know, maybe be in a player agency type of thing where, you know, looking out, I mean, and one of the things where NFL teams may have had problems with JC Treader was his fact that we're working our players too hard. That was a big stance of JC Treaders. Um, you know, he wanted to slow down on the amount of contact that was being done in the spring, the amount of OTAs, training camp, all of these things are things that JC Treader stood for. Here was a player that was injured a lot and said, well, you know what, one of the easiest way to keep your players from getting injured is from not having them play in things that give you a game like atmosphere, unless it's actually a game. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's the path he chose. Um, now moving on, obviously married, got two children, uh, you know, a nice, nice life for JC Treader. And this is not a guy that you can ever, if you're a Browns fan, ever think any negative thought over this guy was an absolute warrior, always dinged up, rang the bell every game played on a Thursday night, even now, keep in mind, played on a Thursday night last year. Garrett, we talked about it. First seven weeks of the season, this guy was getting his knee drained every week to go play. So he played in a Sunday game, had his knee drained, and went out there, played on Thursday night football. Guy was a warrior. Um, you know, uh, all the best to JC Treader. It was certainly not good. This isn't going to be something where he's going to ride off into the sunset because we're going to hear this guy's name for a bit. Hey, listen, I, you know, I, I said this earlier. Um, I've torn my ACL in both, both my left knee and right knee. Now, my ACL in my left knee is fine. 
Um, it's my jumping leg. If I'm playing basketball, that leg is great. My right knee is the one that had the problem with it. So in my right knee, after I practice and I do a lot of, you know, conditioning or whatever I do, my knee swells up. So, so one of the things that, that takes a lot out of you is the simple fact that they're draining it. Sometimes I would have to get my knee drained after practice. Sometimes I would have to get it drained before practice. And, and that's just to get the fluid off your knee so you can bend it and be able to play. Um, I think I probably had my knee drained, both of them, over 200 times. It's one of the most irritating. Uh, it, it's not excruciating pain, but, yeah, it's 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 not fun. Um, but, you know, when you're doing that just to get to play and you got to take four to five hours, of icing and rehab just to get ready to practice it just wears on you and eventually you just say it's not worth it it's just you play for the game you play for your teammates but the rehab and stuff you got to do to get ready to play just ain't worth it so um and he like you said you kind of know what it is uh you know so you just count down the days until you just say bro i can't do it anymore and so jc you made a lot of money made a you know a, a, a nice career of it and uh i think like i said before he'll he'll land in a soft spot and if anybody wants to have any idea of some of the things J.C. Tritter went through, the amount of times of icing his knee, there were times where his knees, his knee showed signs of frostbite. So if you need any indication of you know what type of effort this guy put in to put on this Browns uniform week in, week out, and you know play like a damn star, that's all you need to know. We're going to get to a little bit more here. we got an announcement today. Finally going to get to see some Browns starters in the preseason Saturday night against the Bears. Uh, so we're going to get to all that. Keep rolling through here. Your latest Locked On Browns, Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd in the house. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are robbing yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. Have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding spot and just keep it all for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough puff chunk is covered in 1% real chocolate, that means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. Oh, so good. You are going to love the new cookie dough jug puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush in the building, Jeff Lord in the building. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button, notification bell. And thanks for everyone on uh, podcast in the world. Everybody out there, wherever you download your podcast, continue to do that. And make sure you make Locked On Browns your first listen of the day. Uh, Jeff, we finally got the uh, heads up. We're going to get to see some of the starters, Kevin Stefanski. Really was out here trying to, um, you know, it, it not, there was a tweet from practice earlier that uh you know it kind of helped you know made him see red a little bit uh it looks like uh <laughs> jacoby Brissett hit his helmet hit, hit his hand on the helmet of somebody that got a little too close if you ever want to see a coach get mad uh just go ahead and get right next to the quarterback with under two or three weeks left to go in a preseason to get to the first game of the year and he probably was that guy i i, I want to know who it is 
because that dude either was going to run laps or you getting fined. Like, but he might have been out of the building. You know what? We got cuts to make on Tuesday. You know what, dude? You can go now. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Listen, go somewhere and get him up out of here. I ain't seen nothing for you anyway, dog. Uh, but no, we're we're finally gonna get to see some of these guys. Um, and, and to me, well overdue. Well overdue. I understand that you want to keep them in bubble wrap, but man, I saw Patrick Mahomes playing the other day. Um, Baker Mayfield was named uh starter. He's been playing since Jump Street. A lot of these guys are out here playing their starters, and I get it. Um, we're in a little bit of a precarious situation because we don't have Deshaun Watson, and, and you're going to be playing with Brissett, and you, and you know good and well you're going to need him to be successful. Josh Dobbs is a little good, but I, I've always thought from the jump street they should have been playing some. I guess that's water under the bridge. At least they're going to be playing in this game. Jeff, for the people that you are seeing, what are you looking forward to in terms of, of who's going to produce and what you're looking for as themes? Well, for me, the, look, the, it's the amount of newness here. Um, you know, breaking in a brand new wide receiver one in Amari Cooper. Um, any way you slice it, we were breaking in a new QB one, whoever starting week one, whether it was Josh Dobbs, Josh Rosen, um, you know, of course, Jacoby Brissett or Deshaun Watson. Brand new quarterback, new system, new players around him. Um, it's crazy to this point to think that Deshaun Watson has thrown passes to Anthony Schwartz and David Njoku in a, in a game, but Jacoby Brissett has not. And he's slated to be your, you know, quarterback one for the first eleven weeks. Um, and this is tricky because they said it's going to be limited. Well, you know, well, how are we going to get kind of everything in there? So, I mean, does that mean you're going in there with ten scripted plays? Like, all right, we got two to Amari. Uh, we got to get a couple. We got to get a ball to David. We got to get a ball to Harrison Bryant. Obviously, we want Jacoby Brissett to get a ball to DPJ, to David Bell, to Anthony Schwartz. Uh, somehow, some way, get Nick Nick Chubb maybe a tub a, a touch, Kareem Hunt a touch. Um, there's going to be a lot they got to do here as far as you know manufacturing this, and you know, this is why. And look, you know, I understand maybe not week two because when you have those joint practices, you kind of rile each other up, and then maybe you get somebody who's got something that was building up during the joint practices, and maybe takes a shot in a game because you know he was there, a little agitated, still fired up from the practices. Um, but for him not to play in Jack against Jacksonville, I don't know. For me, it was kind of a little bit of a misjustice. Um, Again, there is a theory here for me is do they really like what they see from Jacoby Brissett? And basically what they're saying is they don't want a lot of film out there. You know, they don't want to give Carolina, you know, basically much to work with or much ammunition as far as film to prepare themselves for that week one game. Um, you know, and we did the episode and obviously we felt it was a disservice to him to this point. But, you know, if he's going to go out there, you know, in my opinion, it's either going to need to be two, hopefully for the Browns, long drives. Or maybe three drives because I think you want to get him a little taste of everything when he's out there, because you know, you know, regardless, there is nobody he is throwing this ball to that he is comfortable yet within a game like situation, Garrett. And and, and that can't be ignored. That can't be ignored. I, I understand that we we simplify everything down to the lowest reduction. Like, okay, they'll just be fine, right? Uh, yeah, you know, he's a quarterback. He's a veteran. He listen. If you haven't put the pads on. You haven't gotten out there against game type speed, and you haven't, you know, three step look at the, look to hit the slant on a move. If you haven't done that in a practice, you're, you're going to you're going to be behind the eight ball a little bit when it comes to the games. You know, you may it, it may only take you a quarter to get up to game speed against the Panthers, right? May only take you a few series, but in the NFL, that's all that takes is the, those few series. And like you said, you you just mentioned a bunch of guys on our team. Who really, who really want to get work too? We talk about it. Kareem Hunt hasn't played in how long? 
Kareem Hunt has not played in a very long time. He was spent most of last year injured, right? Uh, you take a look at some other guys that would love to get that playing time. To get the, Grant Delpit has never been a full-time starter. How's about getting him out there with the starters, making him feel a little comfortable moving around, communication on the back end with John Johnson, right? Hey, we we, we say uh, Newsom, right? We want to put him in a slot. We haven't seen him in a slot. We haven't seen him do that before. He's new to that position. So there's a lot of different things that I would like to see, and you're not going to be able to see them if you're only playing two quarters or two or two little series here or there. Um, guys like Chase Winovich, I haven't even seen him. There's a lot of people who have not been playing um, and, and not been able to get any reps. So I don't see how you get past them not playing at least a half in terms of giving them some some reps and, and figuring out getting comfortable. Well, and of course, you know, we had talked about this and why the joint practices were so important, you know, leading into that game against the Eagles. Um, and it actually worked out for the Browns. There were some sustainable drives, so you were able to get some work in. But, I mean, what if you go out there and it's, you know, six, seven plays? Is that going to be enough? Because it feels like six or seven live reps isn't really like you got any live reps at all. So it's going to be really – difficult and you know Jacoby needs this work and you know the last thing we want to do is to sit here third quarter week on and say Jacoby Brissett looks really rusty you know because then you did the player a disservice you know anyway and I'm going to tell you right now you know the way it's going to work with the media if he does look rusty um because they're all I mean trust me they're all waiting these pieces are halfway written about saying you know well Jacoby Brissett I mean had somebody literally ask him yesterday you know, how hard is it for you to not be Deshaun Watson? Oh, well, it's really hard not to be Deshaun Watson. <laughs> right. Like, I know how not good I am compared to Deshaun Watson. Don't worry about it. I I'm tight with that, really. I I'm good with it, which was just a strange, strange question. You know, I mean, I the, way to the way to ask that question is to say, what do you do to not try to go out there to play like Deshaun Watson, things of that nature, and understanding your limitations? You basically don't call the guy out. And Jacoby kind of had a fun with his answer, which I love, Garrett. You know, I think you brought up a great point. I mean, you, sometimes in this business as a coach, you got to do yourself and you got to do yourself some some favors here. If you understand that, you know, J J Jacoby Brissett is not going to be getting certain amounts of reps, the, the media is going to be all over you and rightfully so in this case, right? Sometimes the media gets wrong, gets it wrong, but sometimes the media gets it right. And, and one time, if you come out here and he does not look prepared, there, it's just such an easy, low-hanging fruit to say, well, he didn't play in the first game. He didn't play in the second game. He got two and a half, three snaps on a quick three and out in the last game. And then you expect him to strap it up, go 100% full speed in, in a game against a motivated team in Baker Mayfield's first What What did you think was going to happen? What What did you think? So, and, and, and you know, so to me, I, I just really expect them to come out there now. They come out here and light it up. And, and and put some points on the board and look thing, like things all are all, things are all clicking on all cylinders. Then of course I, I mean I'm all for taking them out, putting them back on the sideline, have them drink Kool Aid and put towels around their neck. But I I need to at least need to see some sort of sample size in some of these other players that I haven't seen in almost a year and a half. And you know, just one thing to close things out with Jacoby Brissett and Browns fans. You know I know a lot. There's a lot of negativity about Jacoby Brissett for 11 weeks, but you want something to hang your hat on. Um, Jacoby Brissett, um, interception percentage in his NFL career, 1.2%. Aaron Rodgers, the possibly, arguably, the best quarterback in the NFL, interception percentage, 1.3%. Guy doesn't turn the rock over. So 
hopefully that can continue in his time here with the Browns. And as we keep saying, strong running game, no quarterback mistakes, strong defense, usually going to translate to some success. We're going to get uh, go here to segment three in a second. Garrett's going to give us three players. He's looking for Sunday night. I'm going to, I'm Saturday night, rather. I'm going to give you a couple things I'm looking for Saturday night. Continue to roll on through here. You're locked on Browns, Garrett Bush and Jeff Lloyd. Look, um, the last two years, this entire pandemic locked in the house, there hasn't been a time that any of you haven't thought about the fact that maybe you just need some help. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can schedule weekly videos or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks away on your laptop or, of course, on your phone. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. Visit their website and read their testimonials. Um, they're posted daily. You know, satisfied um, patients talking about the availability of the therapists they're working about, talking about the understanding, talking about the promptness and, you know, getting word back from the people that they are seeking to help from. It's, it's mind boggling how well it is received at BetterHelp. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. They have a special offer for all our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Well, we are back. Uh, Browns last preseason game, Browns versus Bears. Uh, only three preseason games this year. Used to be four. Used to be more than that back in the day. J.C. Treader. J.C. Treader. Yep. Part of J.C. Yeah. Treader's influence. There it is. Hey, hey, he he has a lasting effect. Three preseason games, and I would not expect. I mean, to be honest with you, it might be two really quickly. I think they're gonna go. They, I think they're gonna go to eighteen games and, and have two more pre two more preseason games. Preseason games don't make money, Gary. Gary, regular season they, games make money. Regular season games make money. So, um, here's you know, there's a couple things that we're looking at uh, in terms of what do you want to see for this game, man. So, you know, really quickly, I I just want to see in and out of the huddle, no penalties, right? Um, the worst thing that you can have is a guy on, on first drive, false start penalties, moving uh, pre-snap motion penalties, all of that. I don't want to see that. No holdings, just just crispness. Second thing I want to see, I want to see the short game. Um, I want to see how well you complete the short game. So Because those are the routes that are going to be open and available. Everybody's going to give you the bread and butter stuff, whether or not it's, it's on your bootlegs where you got your tight ends dragging. Are you hitting it? Um, do, you, do you get the ball out correctly? Three-step drop on a, on, a, on a third and five. Are you able to get the slant route? Are you running in that depth? Can you catch the football, bring it in, move the chains? And then third, no turnovers. I like to see no turnovers uh, on the field. No turnovers in terms of dropping the ball, putting the ball on the turf. I don't want to see any turnovers as far as interceptions, tip passes. Those are the three things that I'm really concentrating on looking on when it comes to this game because not so much the outcome. It's about the crispness and the, the uh, cohesiveness of the offensive unit. What are you looking for, Jeff? Um, for me, you know, I, I'm going to go with, with, with more of a player side angle of it. Uh, Ethan Posick, um, look, you know, it's a weird, weird situation. He was a late signing. You know, when he got here, it kind of looked like maybe here is a guy who was you know, maybe going to battle to maybe get a roster spot 
all of a sudden now you are the starting center on an offensive line that is highly regarded on an offensive line that's going to need to be top shelf once again. It didn't work out in Seattle. Um, you get to come to one of the greatest offensive line tutors in the NFL's history in Bill Callahan. Is this an opportunity here for you know Ethan Posick for a guy who you know maybe was wondering how much longer his days in the NFL will be? You know, he's here on a one-year short deal. Does he possibly ball out and you know work himself towards you know a significant third contract in the NFL? And most importantly, is you got to make sure nobody touches this quarterback. We we cannot have Jacoby Brissett getting hit in any way whatsoever. Um, next one go with David Bell. Um, you know, last week it was, you know, there was one drop, three for 48, looked impressive. Um, when you are out on the field, if you are David Bell, guess what? Most likely the ball is coming your way. They're going to take away Amari Cooper. They are going to take away Donovan Peoples Jones. They're going to focus on David Ajoku. They're going to focus on Harrison Bryant, whatever back is in the backfield. David Bell, if you're on the field and it's pass play, there's a pretty good opportunity. The ball is coming your way. They are going to make you have to show. Um, that you can be part of this offense and you can be part of uh, something that the defense is going to have to worry about. And I think just Cade York, um, it's gone so well for Cade York. You want it to continue to go well. You don't want an opportunity you know, where there's a missed kick this week that maybe looks bad. Then you got to dwell on that for two weeks before you go down to Carolina. Because look, for you know, as everybody's been giddy about Cade York, we've done this with guys forever in the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cade York, you know, you, you just want it to – because none of this matters. The first kick you kick September 11th in Carolina is what matters for Cade York. So you'd like to see that just continue for him. And then your rotational guys, you know, just keep it up. Martin Emerson, Isaiah Thomas going to get back out to the field this week. When your number's called, know what you're doing and basically find a way to contribute, be the hammer, not the nail, that type of mentality. Um, So your Bears, Browns, Saturday night, 730 um, you know, televised game for everybody gets to go out Saturday and look, it's the time now where kids sports is picked up everything Saturday night, you get to sit down, you can flip back and forth. Cause I think guardians are going to be on the West coast. So you catch your Browns, get to the guardian guardians late night. So, uh, should be, you know, it, it, an interesting few days here. Just one quick programming note before I kick it to Garrett. It'll be a little different here over the next few days. Garrett's uh, going to take the only vacation time he's going to have probably till the dead of February when nobody wants to go on vacation anyway. Uh, so things will be a little bit different while Garrett's away. He'll be back Tuesday. But, Garrett, just some final thoughts here. Um, and it's gone quick, man. I mean, we started this. We were like, everything seems so far away. But here we are closing the door on preseason game number three. And September 11th feels like it's, you know, just a couple days away. It's going to be a wild ride, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I, well, thanks for everybody who, who rode with us, man. You know, I, I for Locked On, as far as how we've been doing it, man, we had the bullseye, man. We 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 were, you know, we had the Baker Mayfield stuff going on. We had the uh, Deshaun Watson stuff going on. So, we, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about a lot of other things, but, you know, we made it through that era. Now we're here to the games, and now we have an opportunity. This is going to be a really, really pivotal season for the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, for once, have an opportunity to get where they want to go. Um, they have a great roster around the quarterback position. This year, it's going to be so interesting to see how Jacoby Brissett handles himself for 11 game. And then we, we it's almost like two seasons. It's the Jacoby Brissett 11, and then right when Deshaun got, Watson comes back, it's like a brand-new team, brand-new offense, brand-new outlook. And so our goal and your goal and the wishes and, and hopes are that we can stay afloat, we can have a great record in that first few games, and then we get Deshaun Watson back. And now we're talking about something that could be 
magical. We have to get, you know, it's a little acclimation period, but still um, we expect things to be picking up during, during the November, late November, early December. It'll be an exciting time to be a Browns fan. It's an exciting time to be live right now in general. So um, we're looking forward to that. I'll catch you guys back on Tuesday. Jeff will hold you down. But then when we get back on Tuesday, oh, we to the nitty gritty, man. And I regular wouldn't have season any other baby. Ready to be regular season mode by then. Um, so we got to a ton here today. You know, all the best to JC Shredder. Obviously, a guy that's not going to be able to just vanish off in a retirement here, still holding his NFL Players Association job. Um, starters getting to play Saturday night. Some expectations we have there. Some things we're looking for from uh, a possible uh, matchup here Saturday night when the Browns will face the Bears at First Energy. As always, appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day, whether it is on your favorite podcast platform or, of course, now available on YouTube. Make sure you're following. Make sure you're subscribed uh, to the YouTube channel. Make sure you have those notifications on so as soon as the content drops, it is there for you folks to digest. He is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Of course, 92.3 The Fan, uh, pre- and post-game work coming up here for Garrett uh, as season 2022 kicks off. Make sure you're following at GBush91, myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself, Lockdown Browns, follow back account. Um, you know, DMs are open. Everybody knows from that angle. Uh, a ton to get to, uh, a ton coming over the weekend here as we go into fi- uh, preseason finale against the Chicago Bears. Appreciate you all, as always, and this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.